Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Searching for Happiness podcast. I am your host, Joseph Grable, and today I'm joined with O'Brien Hutchinson. O'Brien Hutchinson is a veteran writer and producer. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for being on, man. It's good to have you on again. Yes, sir. I told you, I was, whenever you're ready for me, I can come back. I know, man. Like I said, like I said, you know, whether there's a... Five people listen or five million people listen, man. You always got a spot. You want the day ones, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man, of course. Good to see you still going. I see you got your your video running. I know, finally. Oh, my gosh, finally. We were were talking about it when uh, we did the last one. It was like you was gearing up for for that song. I love your setup, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. It's, It's a nice little quick setup, too. It doesn't take too much effort. It takes like 30 minutes to set up at max. But, you know, nevertheless, though, it's... It's been it's been a weird journey. I think I said it like in my last episode, but like I think even over filmmaking, I think I've learned from this the most the fastest. Like in a sense of like I've had to make so many more more mistakes a lot sooner as to like filmmaking is like we've been in school for like 3 years. So all that's taken time, like a long time to like mess up and this is like I have constant deadlines that I personally want to meet and I have constant, you know, like the reels, like posting three times a day. That's really that's hard. That's work. Uh, that's work. I like, I, I kept posting, like, I'm going to put three times a day. And then I started doing it three times a day. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, that is a lot of work. Like, and to be a one man show to do it is a lot. Like I, even people that I thought were doing it solo, we're not doing it solo like I thought they were. And so I was like, oh, well, I should probably eventually get some help. <laughs> but, you know, like, well, you know, if it gets like any bigger, I'll probably branch out more. I mean, I think that's that'll be another part of the um, the growing process is when it, you know, when it does take off, take off, you know, then you can start expanding with your crew and everything. Exactly. So, yeah. Like that. that that'll like give it, yeah. Yeah. Basically, like it, it'll give you a reason. But okay, let me let me do this a little bit, you know, a little bit on a bigger scale. So no, this is good though. I think. Yeah, I think I think kind of just like shows like everyone kind of starts somewhere too. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone has like. I mean the fact that you, the fact that you started. So that's that's the thing. Like that's. It's true. It's true. You started. As long as you start, it doesn't matter how long it takes to get there. You'll eventually yeah. get there. It's all about consistency, really. I think that's like. It's hard to be consistent in film. It's hard because you have to jump from job to job. At least on the indie level, like we are, we're not like. Well, I feel like it's different. I, it's different when the money is not necessarily there yet. So then it's like you know, if you're getting paid for it, it's like okay, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, but yeah. when the money is like trickling at best, you're still like. I just got, you got to keep telling yourself, okay, I'll just keep doing it, keep doing it. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's it's very easy to get burnt out. Yeah, when, when, you're, like working, when, when you're working for free. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> As I try to explain to people, like, you know, especially people like back home or people that don't exactly like live in L.A. or California in general. It's like out here is like a whole nother ball game. You don't even like. I would say like 70% of the time you don't even get paid for what you do unless you're already at a high level. 
You know, if you're already at a high level, you're gonna get paid. I feel like that's. I feel like when you're at the high level, that's when you can kind of demand your price. That's like fair. when you're starting off in this space, people will try to not necessarily tell you what you're worth, but pay you based off of. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're you're a film student, so I can I don't have to pay you industry rate when I could just. So I just stopped telling people I was a film student. That's fair. <laughs> wish I would have done that. <laughs> I wish I would have done that. Now I don't tell people I'm a film student. Now I'm like, oh, I graduate. I'm going to graduate like in like a month. So It's almost good. been like a, a hidden secret. Like people be like, oh, wait, you're in film school? I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this shit for like the last three years. They're like, oh, wow, I didn't know. And I was like. Was, they're like thinking in their head. They're like, son of a bitch. Like, God damn. That was on purpose. It's supposed to be like that. Yeah. No, that's smart though. You know, I don't. Well, and I don't mean to cut you off, but like I I think what um what really made me decide to do that it was like it's, and it's not a knock to anybody but it's like I feel like when you tell people that you're a student and you're learning then they don't give you that same space to be the creative mind that you are so I was like eh why why have to keep telling you this like you know if I don't have to, when I go apply somewhere else, they don't care if I'm in school or not. So why do I have to tell everybody I'm in school? Like, mm-hmm. I'm doing it, I'm doing this. And she got to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm going to stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm now, and I'm graduating, you know, the end of, end of the month. And um, so we're just like, when that's done, it's like, okay. We kind of close that chapter and keep going so. yeah no i agree man i it's a smart move to do it's a smart move to do to tell See, people i didn't, I didn't think it was that smart because i think it's pretty smart to do i think well from, i guess my mind i look at it from both ways it's like i could probably miss out on some opportunities because i'm not saying i'm a film student but mm, the opportunities i've gotten as a film student and this isn't bagging on anyone haven't been that like high profile or mm-hmm. anything so like, I guess I kind of disagree because I mean I'm glad you agreed that it's a good idea because I didn't. That's yeah, no, I no, I, I disagree <laughs> I just, that like every time I tell someone I'm a student, they're like, Whole it's like mood. It's, it's like the it's demeanor like, changes. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, I can use you. Yeah, and like, it's like nah, just, fuck like, that. Throw you around, yeah. you yeah. know, like and that was that was what it was for me. I was I got tired of that feeling, and that's what I that's why I got so recently burnt out on it. I dude, I haven't been on a film set in like forever. I was just on a. I was supposed to just produce this film. Uh, and then, like, she texted me, like, the day of Thanksgiving. and was like, ah, I don't need you anymore. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was like, great news on today. You can, you can cancel on me. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. No, on some real shit, though. Uh, I, I just haven't been on set in a really long time because people just, like, use you to their full extent when you're not getting paid. And, like, I can't get paid. I mean, probably now I can, now that I'm closer to having a degree, like, next month. But, like, I can't personally get jobs that pay me to be on set. I always have to work on the free ones. And I'm so burnt out after three years about working on free sets. Like, I just don't even want to think about it anymore. Every time someone hits me up to be working on something for free, like, you got to be a really good friend of mine for me to be like, all right, uh, it's cool. Or it's like, it has to be like, I have to like, this is so, maybe this is just very like entitled to me, but like, I have to at least like 95% of the crew. I mean, I feel like, well, that, that too, 
Uh, if I'm gonna work for free, I have yeah. to still at least the like crew that, yeah. or the project. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, I've gotten in that space where I think I got a few ones under my belt, some good ones, and yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't have to just take the job because I need the job. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, because I, you know, it's like before, you know, I was having not really issues, but couldn't necessarily get people to pick me to do what it is I was trying to do. So, like, oh, we can, well, I can, can you do this? And I'm like, oh, I just want to produce. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, I don't really worry about it. But now I'm like, I can be a little picky about which ones I want to do. Yeah. If if it don't, biggest thing for me is like, if it doesn't seem like you have a plan together, I can help you come up with a plan. But if it's not, if it's not meshing, I'm not gonna force it. Like, um, so I have had to decline a few projects. People that I like, people I'm cool with, and it's like, hey, no, no hard, no hard feelings. I just I can't. But daddy gotta make money, bro. <laughs> For sure. My bills got bills. So no, like, that that's my thing too. Now it's like even Martebrix. Like I really wanted to be a part of Martebrix, but it was like a moral decision. It's like okay, like I have like twelve dollars in my bank account. I, probably should spend those two to three days making money and even though like it killed me to dip out on it you know especially because of the reason i dipped out on it i can't even do anymore either you know it's like it it's weird because you really want to do something but then moral decisions get into place and then you don't want to piss anybody off either that was my thing is like i didn't want people to be like oh joseph like Cause to me, like how I started viewing myself is like, wow, I've kind of like started bailing on like a lot of projects, which makes me look flaky. And so I like now, like I worry, I'm like, oh, do people think I'm just like flaky? Like, but it's usually, I've just had a lot of serious things come up the last two months. You know what I mean? And like, like with Martebrix, like I was, I told him, I was like, Hey, like I want, I, I'd rather work this weekend so I can go see my grandpa, but now I can't go see my grandpa because of their his like retirement home covid rules and like all these like crazy stupid rules that they have out there in his retirement home area and so like i can't even go see him now so like it bums me when stuff like that happens because i still could have took that weekend and been like oh like yeah let's go but you know like i said i think as i always tell people like hey control what you can what you can control and then everything else like hey like if somebody takes that as a slight or feeling some type of way about it, you take that up with you and Jesus. Like, honestly, because it's like, it's, if there was no ill intent behind it, like, oh, I don't want to do your project, fuck that guy. If, as long as it's not that, I think people should understand. Like, especially most of this shit we're not getting paid for anyway. So, if something comes up, hey, bro, I'm sorry. I agree. Like, there's... There's there's always more opportunities for us to work together. So mm-hmm. you know, uh, so I wouldn't say don't feel bad, man. Like and then from the producing team, we un- like I'll speak for it, but we understand. We understand. So for sure, yeah. No, I, you know, kind of going back to like you know working for free and stuff a little bit. You know, I have I don't know I'd say like eight to ten productions as like an AD, and probably like six or so productions as an actor. And as a student, to me, my question is like, how many more do I need to yeah. prove that I should be making money? Yeah. That's that's kind of where that's I'm what's saying. driving me crazy now. It's like, 
I think I've done enough to prove that I can do a job. So like, why can't y'all pay me like to do it? And that's the issue is people expect you to have like a degree with like 10 years of experience to get a job, like entry level job. I haven't figured out why. Well, I, I think I know why, but I haven't quite figured out why they make it so hard. And I think it's, one thing I can really come down to is this is something like working in film is something that a lot of people want to do. Mm-hmm. So if you made it easy for everybody to do it, it would lose its value. If we make it hard to get into shit, and then when people like everybody that starts may not may not keep going. So then, if you wash wash out those the ones that can't afford to keep going or have to do other things, that I feel like that's that's the way it's set up. Like even living in L.A., like it's not set up for. Oh, I'm gonna just move to L.A. and chase my dreams. Like it's not set up that way. Like it, if you come out here and not necessarily have a glimpse of a fucking idea of what you're trying to do, you'll be back where you came from. Like that's just how faster than you can blink. So I feel like because of because of the you know the living uh, spaces out here and the industry wise, like I think it's set up to where like you kind of have to wait. Like you have to wait. You have to have very thick skin to live in this city. <sighs> thick skin and to work in. The entertainment industry, tough-hearted, uh, strong-minded, like it's so many different um, qualities you have to have as a person to even just uh, deal with it. Just because people, people can tell you "fuck you" to your face, and unless you're paying attention, you won't know what they said "fuck you." Like that's how smooth it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's so. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. Everyone, everyone's incredibly passive-aggressive here. Very. Incredibly. Very. I guess you can blame that on the. California liberalism, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. The entertainment industry in general is just, it's a hard place to be. It's a hard place to get into, and it's a hard place to stay on top of. But the payoff. But the payoff is insane. The payoff is what makes you stay. Like, yeah. if, you, if you can figure it out and yeah. make it work, like, because you got to think about it, man. Like, I think since, well, since we started school, it's been three years. Um, it can take anywhere from 5, 10, 15, 20 years before you actually get that one. So I feel like not necessarily that determines if you actually love this shit or not, but you figuring out a way in your mind to make make your life comfortable while you're here until that happens. So yeah, if you got to go take that little extra job that you don't necessarily like just because you know you want to stay here, then you know I feel like... Not saying that, not to you know knock anybody who like yeah LA is not for me or industry is not for me or whatever, but if you really want to do it, you'll figure it out. Like I agree, and that's just that's just with anything though. Like if if you really want to do something, you'll figure it out. Yeah, and there's like the thing about the entertainment industry too is there's like a million different ways to get into it. Like it's like there's like, no, and you can be anything. Like you can switch around. Like it's nothing. Like there's no like I always say like you know if you go to you go to school to get your business degree, you know, you do your undergrad, go get your MBA, uh, apply, intern at this place, and then they might pick you up at the end of the internship or you go apply to the other place. There's like, there's a roadmap for most career fields. Mm-hmm. Like if you do this, do that, you'll get a job. 
it's no roadmap to this shit. But that also benefits us as well. Like, there's no one way to do it. Like, you can start off doing podcasts and end up doing, you know, directing like you want to. It's just, yeah. that could be the one thing that elevates you to be like, hey, who is this guy? And like, oh, he's a director. And it's like, oh, okay. Well. See, and I've always viewed, like, the podcast as a way to elevate myself. Because I had watched, I think it was... Who had it? It, was, it was either, I think it was Joe Rogan. I think it was Joe Rogan. And this is in like a way older episode, probably years ago. And I just always kept it in the back of my mind. And he was just saying that, you know, once you start something like a podcast, it becomes like compound interest. Mm -hmm. You know, the more you do, the more stacks up. And the longer you do it, the more people will start noticing. And then once you start doing it over and over, and then all of a sudden you realize you have a thousand episodes and you have a thousand different ways to make money. It's just, it's just more, more, more yeah. to play with. Like, yeah. And then he was like, and he's like, because of my podcast, he's like, I started, you know, I was a commentator for the UFC because he's had his podcast for like, see, I didn't even, 15, I didn't 20 even, I didn't years. Know that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, thought, I just, I thought he hopped on when the podcast way. No, he's had it for a really long time and it helped him get a job with the UFC, uh, UFC. Like he's been a commentator for the UFC for a very long time. But, because I know Joe Rogan as a comedian. Yeah, That's exactly. The, so it's like just to see where he's at now, like we was just saying. Like, Joe Rogan is like a prime example of like you can jump around in this industry like it's nothing. Like he's an actor, comedian, podcast host, what, producer, showrunner. Like he he was like a host on Fear Factor. Like he's, he's, he's Joe Rogan's done a lot. You know, I might not always agree with his views, but like he's done a lot. And he's a prime example of a person who can, who has jumped like around if, in like this if you need a because most people need like a visual representation of what you can be mm -hmm. if you need a visual rep, rep, a representation joe rogan like just joe rogan like you can just pick one of his avenues that he took and just start with one of those and then mm -hmm. you never know kevin hart for instance too i knew kevin hart first time <laughs> i ever saw kevin hart was in soul plane hilarious movie oh, if you would have told me the first time I saw Soul Plane that this dude in baggy suit pants is going to be, like, opening, like, plant-based fast food restaurants, owning, like, three different production companies, doing this and this, I would have laughed in your face. I would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, bud. But it's true. Like, yeah. Kevin Hart is another prime example that you can just jump around in this industry like it's nothing. Like, once you're there. And then do it at... High quality, high quality, high non-stop. Like it's because I was just listening to um, I think who was I? Oh, I was watching the um, Shannon Sharp podcast, mm -hmm. uh, and he had Cedric the Entertainer on, and they were you know talking about like their schedules and stuff, and they was like, and Cedric was like, only person I know that works that hard. I was just like, I don't even know when he sleeps, and he was talking about Kevin Hart. It's like they was like, yeah, there's only so many people that could do it. Like, do what he's doing at the level he's doing at the rate he's doing it. Um, and I, I got to I gotta give my hats out to him for that because I'm tired right now. So I can only imagine. <laughs> this man gets up at Dude, 4 or like 5 o'clock in the morning. I look at, like, Chris Hemsworth. I look at, like, Kevin Hart. I look at Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm just, like, sitting there. I'm like, 
I get tired after like two hours of like doing like, you know. But I think I think what it is, and I've started to notice just the, um, the correlation. Um, I think it's their routine. They get on a schedule. Like their like their schedule, like how you know how they get up and whether they work out every morning. And every then, second, like counts. everything is their day is so reg- regimented. Like okay, boom, we gotta do this, gotta do that, and this. I feel like once you get inside of your routine. It kind of, I think it makes it easy, uh, easier. I ain't gonna never say it's easy, but I think it makes it easier when, you know, you you, you know what you got to do, you know what time you got to do it. Um, you just gotta get up and do it. And Kevin, Kevin's always talking about how he takes these um, these power naps. It's like thirty minutes or 10, 10, 10 to thirty minutes. He'll try to knock out. And uh, he was saying like how, uh, like yeah, man, sometime. Uh, it don't always work out. He's like that thirty minutes turned into an hour and a half, and then somebody's waking him up. So, I I think at the level that they're at, they're trying to get. I feel like they're trying to get to a point to where they can like, I'm not trying to do this shit forever. So let me do. Let me make as much as I can right now, so that way I can chill. I know for me, I'm not trying to be working this fucking hard at seventy. I'm not. No. Uh, so me either. let me grind while I can still do it. That way in my later years, I don't have to work that hard. Um, so that's why I, was like, I, I can, I get my hats off to them. I kind of, I don't know if I could emulate that. That's, uh, that's it's a little hard. I, don't, it's, I just don't see the need for me. Now I never, I never tell somebody else what they shouldn't do, but uh, mm. hey, who knows? I know I would, I would like to be like a Kevin Hart type figure, dude. Like where I just like, it's kind of, he's kind of like Snoop Dogg too. Like Snoop Dogg just like does a bunch of side quests in life. You know what I mean? Like he just he just does whatever he wants. <laughs> side <now>. quest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just like does whatever he wants. Like and that's how I'm trying to get too. Like at least in the industry, and I'm not trying to get like famous like that because there are people in this industry that you have no idea who they are and they are like richer than any person you've ever met. And they could be like they could just be like the top grip in the world. You know what I mean? Like you can meet people like that and you just like, there's just so many secret rich people here. Like when I saw, like, I mean, you know, we know his name, uh, but, and I don't even like what we call pocket watch. I don't like to like count anybody's money. But when I found out how much Roger Deakins, like his, uh, his net worth from film as a DP, he's the highest paid DP of all time. Just as a DP, like just as a DP, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's. Crazy. I mean, mind you, he is like 70 years old, so he has been doing it for a long time. But it's a lot of money to make. It's like yeah. over 100 million, and like, right? No, it's way more than way, that. It's like he's in like the. If my if I if my memory is correct, he's like in sixes and sevens. And I'm like, yo, like, and but you wouldn't know it. All you, I mean, we we know his name for his work. Yeah. But yeah, he's Roger Deakins for a reason. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it's so crazy because it's just I wanna I wanna be that type of person though. So like you're saying like I don't have to work as hard later on in my life. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm not trying to work past 45. Like re- like I mean like obviously I'll work, but I'm not trying to like work more than like 20 hours a week by the time I'm 45. But I always said like my my goal is to. Um, get to where I can do one or two projects a year and and pay off like I could work bust my ass for six months and take the rest of the six months off. Um 
I got this plan. I want to live in a different country every year or two. So like just and like live, like set up, set up shop over there. Like you know, actually be part of the culture. Um, come back to the states when I need to be here, see my family, and then, hey, I'll, I'll holler at y'all. So that's one of my goals. Like, yeah, cause putting in all those hours at seventy years old, like that's how you're killing yourself like, yeah it's like, I, it is i i'll never this this like changed my whole way how i do working at an older age i went i used to work for buffalo wild wings and you know i th- think i was like 18 or 19 at the time i was like yeah i think 18 or 19 and i worked with this guy and he was like 80 years old like literally he was like 82 years old and he was back there slinging wings with me and i was just like watching him like slowly do it. And I just like kept thinking to myself, I'm like, I could never put myself in that position. Like, you know, you never know how life will. Yeah. That's out. yeah. And that's the thing is, but I just hope I'm not. In yeah. That position um, and that's why I was like, work. I think, you know, there's, you know, you never know what somebody's setback or shortcoming was, mm-hmm. um, to what landed them. Oh yeah. And his story was really sad. Yeah. Cause I, I, I like my dad, um, like my dad was released, when he was like in his early 40s after like 20 years mm-hmm. and unless that's why I, that's kind of why I grind so hard because unless I but I'm not it's not on me but I, I take that on myself unless I do something and help my dad out my dad's gonna have to work till he dies and I don't want that so like I'm out here busting my ass to mm-hmm. make sure like hey pop uh just come over here and do this shit with me like mm-hmm. I give him give him a you know a job salary him up yeah. and let him enjoy his fucking life. But otherwise, I'm like my dad's gonna my dad most most of my family gonna be working to the day they die. And that's just oh most my family yeah. And I, yeah, I feel, I feel yeah. like that's that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like cause retirement's not what it used to be. Uh, oh, not even close, dude. Hell, you can't even you can you're not even guaranteed your uh, your uh, social security yeah. no more, dude. Like so it's. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe when we start getting some of these uh, politicians out the way and start getting some new blood in there, we might be able to. I think I agree. Change the system a little bit. Uh, I think. I think in the next ten years we'll have a whole deal. I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so, I, I hope so man. Because I'm not gonna go there, but they just don't know what they're yeah. doing. Well, they just don't know what they're doing. Well, it's, I wouldn't say they don't know what they're doing. The old way, and you're starting to see that in a lot of mm-hmm. different spaces in life is the old way doesn't always work like i feel like that's what and they base everything off of well not everything but they base a lot of things off of religion still too yeah well it's 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 the tradition Mm -hmm. of things like oh we've always done it this way and this way yeah that way worked in the fucking 80s it worked in the 90s like as time changes you have to adapt and evolve Mm -hmm. with the times if not like you can still work like it, it, it still works, but only in a limited capacity. Um, like even with, I feel like with the film industry, like that's why I don't really take advice from too many people mm-hmm. because, especially older people, because like the way that you're telling me doesn't necessarily work anymore, and it's showing. Like Hollywood is scrambling, trying to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we keep it? How do we keep it? And I feel like they're stealing a lot of the ideas from. The younger people, like, like I always say, like when um, 
when the big companies figured out a way to stream, then it okay. Now Hulu is it's, Hulu is still Hulu, which Hulu is part of Disney now. But when the Paramounts and when everybody started getting their own streaming services, at first you know that was like, oh shoot, they got streaming. So then you know then COVID hit, couldn't mm-hmm. go to the theaters. Boom, that's the money. That's that's the money train now, and. Now you're starting to see everybody. Everybody has an app. Everybody has a streaming service. Now it's like the big dogs are are looking down at what we're doing. Like, oh, okay, all right. So yeah, how can we? All right, and they take that and go. Like, so why not just hire us anyway? Like, yeah, it's probably gonna be bad anyways. Like, if it, like, I never understood that too. And I'm so tired of remakes. I'm yeah. so tired of them. Trust me, I so I've, I've, I've actually lost my passion for watching movies. I'm, oh, I have too. Like I, like, I can't even sit through a movie unless I go to a movie theater. And so I, I don't even like going to a movie theater anymore. Really? Um, like, cause um, I would say COVID kind of. I'm I'm a homebody anyway, but I always say I'm a homebody, but I, I I get out every now and then, you know, just for my own sanity and shit. But um, like just going to the theater and just I, if I, why why can't I just watch it at home? I I, <laughs> I don't have to spend extra money. Um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of lost, and I was just talking to, um, to Reno about this. Like I kind of lost the, the passion for loving movies like that. Like I did too. It's my job now. So it's kind of like, it's, I still love it. You know, I, I, I still want to do it, but it's like being in love with it. That's the part I'm trying to get back. Yeah. I, it doesn't. It doesn't feel the same for me as it did when I was a kid or a teenager or even like a younger adult. Even though I'm still like a pretty young adult, like when I first got to LA, I remember just being so in love with movies. And like now I'm just like, I would rather do honestly anything else than watch a movie. Um, <laughs> like, to, like to be completely honest, like and, and unless honestly, we go to the movie theaters. And, and honestly, I've started watching like, so I, I watch a lot of documentaries. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the reason why I, I think self-conscious reason why I do it is because documentaries is one thing I know I never want to do as far as like filmmaking. I, I don't think I ever want to make a documentary. Like I, I'd probably, you know, my company would probably produce one. But as far as me working on a documentary, I know I never probably would or want to. So I watch a lot of documentaries just because it's like this one thing I don't have to critique. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like if I'm watching a movie or a show and I'm real big on the story. So if I'm listening to the the dialogue and they were like, oh, da, da, da. and I'm like, that was weak as fuck. Who wrote that? Like, you know, like, well, you could have just put that part in there and that would have made that, made that scene mm-hmm. hit harder. So when I don't have to do that, that's when I feel like I can enjoy it. Uh, that's why I was like, I think my biggest uh, outlet is stand-up comedy. That's why I, was, I cause it's like, I'm not a comedian. Mm-hmm. I can't critique it. Yeah. So I can just either, I, either I watch it if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't have to critique it. Like, you know, if I'm watching a movie and it's like, oh, that was a fucking terrible cut or it's too many shadows. You know, it's just it like when you're in film, like you notice everything. So it's like you can't just, a movie's got to be really damn good if you just sit there, sit back and shut up and enjoy it. Like, um, I think the last movie that I saw that, I mean, I've, I've watched movies and don't feel like I have to critique them all the time. But the only one that I'll say just really just took me out of it, maybe sit the fuck back, was uh, it's not it wasn't it wasn't that great of a movie. I'm not gonna hype it up, but 
there was Ambulance. Um, oh yeah, Michael Jake Bay. Gyllenhaal yeah, and, uh, Michael uh, Bay was the director. Yeah, yeah. It was just so much going on in that movie that I was like, okay, just watch it. Like my heart, you know, you got the Apple Watch, you mm-hmm. got the heart rate monitor on it. So like, there's so many fucking explosions and shit, and my heart, the heart rate monitor's going off, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting hot. <laughs> so I was like, that was the first movie I've seen in a while that just took me out of that filmmaker space where it's like, mm-hmm. I, just, I just watched the movie and, you know, I, I told people I watched it it was like, oh, how was it? And I was like, I mean, it's a Michael Bay film. Like, I mean, you go there to see like shit get blown up. Like, yeah, yeah. Just- <laughs> you go there to see shit blown up. Exactly. That's exactly how I describe <laughs> Michael Bay to people. They're like, like when I, uh, I remember I explained to my mom one year, and she was like, who's Michael Bay? I was like, the one that all the cars blow up, and, you know, the movies that all the cars blow up and shit. It was like, crazy. I didn't know it was, because I, I didn't really know much about the movie. Like, uh, we ended up, I ended up going to the movie to see something else, and uh, by the time we got there, we missed, we pretty much missed half the movie, so I was like, we just find something else since we're already here, and, um... I'm watching. I'm like, yo, that's a lot of shit going on in this movie. Like, Michael Bay has discovered drone shots now, and every, like, every damn, I'll say, ninety percent of the movie is drone. Like, it's just, I mean, it's, it's taking you all these bends and turns. I was like, yo, that's a lot going on in this movie, and shit's getting blown up. And then, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is doing his thing, so you know, it's, it's very intense. I'm like, man, who the fuck made this movie? And I googled it while I was in the theater. Michael Bay, and I was like. Makes sense. It's a Michael Bay movie, like, cause I was like, it was to the point to where there was unnecessary explosions, like you know, just <laughs> anything. Like the cop car jump <laughs> jumping over the other cop car and the drone going under the cop car, completely unnecessary. It's like, yo, how many ways can y'all give this man money yeah, so, just to blow shit up? But like, but you know, like I I enjoy films that I can really just watch. Like, I mean, I, I watch yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, like, I'm still trying to get around to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's um, good. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I think I'm going to wait until um, when I get a break when I'm not exhausted. So, like, because, like, when I do get a break, I'm like, I don't want to do shit. Yeah. I want to sit here and drink my wine. You know, it's it's sports on TV 90, 90% of the time, so I just want to sit here, drink my wine, watch watch the Lakers lose, or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, oh, that's what I'd rather do on on my downtime, um, and I've been trying to, like, allow myself to rest. Um, that's so important. Yeah, because I feel like. Cause I, it's something that I preach, like you know, get your rest, get your rest. But when you're actually, you know, moving around, like I have a meeting here, and then I might have class right here, and then I got another meeting, and I gotta be over here to shoot, or, and I'm like, okay, but just allow. But even like when I'm, like when I say allow myself to rest, like even when I am sitting still, it's hard to tell myself that you can just be still. Like I feel like I, I could be sitting there trying to enjoy it, and it's like. I feel like it's something I gotta be doing right now. I, feel, I, I need to be doing something right now. Um, so I said, I think after school is done, I think I'll be a because that's one less commodity. To... That's one. Th- that's just one less thing on me right now. Because yeah. um, I know everybody is excited about graduating and stuff, and I'm kind of like, 
I'm so I've been in college since 2017. I do not care to this point. Like my mom's like, we're gonna come out and do this and this and this. I'm like, yeah, because I've been going. I was since like, I'm gonna go to work the next day if I got a job. I got. Off, <laughs> so I got off the military 2015. Um, this is like this is my second degree, so I'm kind of like I didn't know that. Yeah. You have another degree? Yes, yeah, a whole what? like that one is in like broadcasting and shit. Oh, wait, you? Oh, I knew you did broadcasting. But yeah. I didn't know you completed the degree. Yeah. Oh, so. well, like so. What I did was, um, I don't want to give my secret away of how I finesse the system a little bit, mm-hmm. but what I did was I transferred out here and then I just sent back because I only had like three classes left. So I, I came out when I came out here. I completed those equivalency classes. I just sent the I just sent the shit back and I got that degree and then coming up on this one. I should do that. <clears throat> hey man. Once I fix like it kind of, I didn't even half of the shit I don't design. Like I never really designed for shit to um go the way it's gonna go. I kinda just things kinda happen and then I see what it is and I'm like, okay, how do I maneuver from this? And it's like boom. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, this is like my second degree, man. So it's like I'm kind of like, whatever. And, you know, people are like, oh, you know, how do you feel? You're excited. And I'm like, I don't have anything negative to say about the school. I don't have a lot of positive shit to say either. But I'm not going to be a negative-ass person mm-hmm. and sit here and, oh, man, the school is this, the school is that. It's like I know what I came here for, and I got exactly what I came to the school for. So that's that's that's, that's, that's the, the silver lining for me. And I'm like, I like that. I can leave. And they never have to see me again. Like it, which, trust me, if you, which, you, which we know how that's going to yeah, go. Yeah, if you start winning stuff, we'll see about that one. We know how that's going to go. So, but I was like, I don't, I don't feel, <clears throat> I don't feel any negative, negative feelings about uh, where I'm at right now with with the school. Like it's that's like, good. You know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a piece of paper that matters to some people. Um, and I don't mean to like for us, which we should be proud of that. That's an accomplishment, but I'm saying like to the people that we're trying to go work for or work with, it's not, they don't, they don't care. Like, you know, it's so weird how the world works like that. Cause no, it's, that's the scam. That's the scam. That's the scam. Mm-hmm. It's a scam. Yeah. They make you go to college to get this degree and then you get the degree and then you can't get a job because whatever fucking reason that's they like want. that's the scam <laughs> that's the scam so it's like yo when you look at how much shit we have to do just to even get a little bit away there it's like man all this shit's bullshit um you know this country was founded by people who worked Somehow it became oh now you you have to be educated to um, to do something and then not only do you have to be educated but you got to be educated at the right places for your like somebody who went to Harvard and studied film somebody who went to L.A. film school and studied film I'm not gonna say there's there's not an, a difference in what you learn but the core of it is all the same but that Harvard is gonna look better than the Los Angeles Film School. Mm-hmm. Or that USC or UCLA is going to look better. And it's like, can we work? Like, can you work? Yeah. 
like can you actually do what it is that you're actually applying for so that's been the biggest pill that's why I, was like, I, I I give my hats off to anybody who you know my 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 route was different you know I joined the military and mm-hmm. did my shit and then let them pay for my school but I give my hats off to anybody who pays or their family pays or they pay out of their pocket for education because it, it it's a scam so it's like what you did all that for what that's that's why like now like after since like 2017 2018 going starting college then to now i got what i wanted but in to be honest full honesty i don't think it was necessary for me to go to school like at least in our business and same thing with actual business like the like business business is you don't need to go to school for that either and that's it's so weird for me that this is just not clicking in my head about film too because when i went to business school all i thought about in business school was i don't need business school i can just do this myself and then i think probably halfway through film school i realized (laughs) that too and I was just like, well, I already wasted a bunch of money. You're already here. So it's yeah, like, you might yeah, as well I'm just, already like yeah. pretty much halfway done. So I might as well just finish it. But like at the end of the day, like in L.A., my degree means as much as a piece of toast. You know what I mean? Like it just it's one in a million here. You know what I mean? And or one one of like millions. And that's what I said. Like, I feel like I might have mentioned it the last time I was on. Like I didn't actually start figuring out how to produce mm-hmm. until I just started producing. Mm-hmm. Like it, exactly. The classes were like very, you know, cause I, again, I always say like, I don't think, um, let me not say it like that. I would like for the school to really expand on the different programs. Like I, I feel like the school is very centered on directing and cinematography. Uh, which is great, but why have <clears throat> why have these other programs? And you're not going to put that same energy into it, like the producing, the produce, the uh, producer course, uh, entertainment business could definitely do. Some, you know, all those could definitely use some work to really set people up. Um, so I, that's that's one thing I would anybody that's at LA Film School who may see this, uh, I would like for the same amount of effort and energy to be put into all the different programs to make mm-hmm. sure that if you're going to come and spend your money there, you're going to, you're going to leave with a quality degree. Yeah. Um, so, which I mean, the school is still, you know, fairly, I mean, it's accredited still, what I'm saying, but I'm, yeah. it's, you know, it's 20 years in existence. So, you know, in comparison to, yeah, I think, I think, well, shit, just USC, UCLA, uh, Marymount, like, like a hundred. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they're going to, I feel like, you know, they'll, they'll get there. Um, I would just like to see, to see more, you know, see see that coming for the people coming after us. Um, mm-hmm. Which, my thing is like, with the school. Not that I have an issue with this because I can figure shit out on my own. I'm a big boy, but I remember when we were going to school or when we first started, they had like emphasized this huge like rate, like a ninety eight percent rate of like job placement or whatever. And then, like, with the school, this is the only thing that's bugged me about the school. And then when you ask for help from the school, they just, like, don't know what to do. 
it's weird it's just like that's why I think that's my only issue with this school is yeah, that every time and, I've asked for help and I've they had are, to do it myself and they are a little selective with who they help yes um, exactly so but I think that's the um, honestly I think it, it prepares you for the business because I, agree. I feel like 90 to 95% of this shit is all politics so uh, if you learn it Hell, if you learn it in the school, by the time, you know, you go to where you're supposed to be going and, it's, you know, it's presented to you, like, oh, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Like, I know how to spot if somebody's going to try to steal my work. Mm-hmm. I learned that through the school. So, hey, you know, I learned. Yeah, that was true. That was the whole, the whole point. School definitely taught me a shitload of lessons. That's so, sure. you know, it's like, you know, you get the, that's why I was like, the... The course, the course load, all the stuff you're supposed to learn, I don't think that's really what you remember the most. Mm-hmm. Like you'll, you like the stuff that you learn just by going through it. Like, mm-hmm. like I know, I feel like I know how to put a hell of a team together because of the school. Mm-hmm. Like because I've, I've been able to spot like okay, which guys are actually not even just talented. Who likes to work, or who just who who will do their job? And, hey, if I ask you, because right now, I feel like our contracts are our word. Well, it's like so. It's like if, if I say, "Hey, man, can you do this for me?" Blah blah. You know, this is what we're doing, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, I got you." That's the contract. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, through un you know unforeseen circumstances, whatever. But if not, and I'm I'm not saying what's your situation, but like just somebody who doesn't show up mm-hmm. be like hey oh my bad i'm late oh, oh i forgot like that be like okay you know never had, and I, I had this thing i was like my one of my toxic traits is you have one time with me mm-hmm. and then you never have to worry about it again so that's fine i'm i'm, I'm gonna let you i'm gonna give you the rope to hang yourself you say you want to work and it's time to work and you don't want to work you know, with the situation we had, mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I, no hard feelings. I'll just, I won't bother you with, with that again. Yeah. Just because none of us are getting paid for this shit. Like, I've had to, you know, outsource myself and my company just to make myself feel like what I'm doing is, like, to get paid for it, just to make myself feel like, okay, there's, like, you know, I love what I do. Uh, and you know I'm cranking out these projects over the year and I'm like yo I was doing two or three projects a month pre-production one production on this one post you know post over here or getting together you know and I was like yo what if I was getting what if I was getting paid for every one of these like I wouldn't feel bad about being fucking tired because I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I can sit on this money, you know, pay some, you know, pay my bills, you know, live a little comfortably. I'm like, okay, and it's like I don't, even, I don't even feel any bad about it now. I'm just like, okay, well, I know how much I know how much I've done when I work for free. So just imagine with this work ethic. That's what I tell people all the time, <laughs> because like I tell Sabrina that too, and she's like. And she's like, Joseph, like, because I come home exhausted and, like, I do try to work my hardest on set when I am there, you know, other than, like, the last day of my set day. That was just hectic. But, like, 
I usually try to be like the hardest worker there and I get exhausted. But then Sabrina's like, you work so hard for free. I was like, imagine if I was getting paid. I was like, I'd be working twice as hard. And I said, and I think that's what builds the work ethic. Builds character too. Cause you know, and I don't, you know, I don't want to like spread hate on anybody or anything, but you see these people that get like instantly famous, like off TikTok or YouTube or they act in like one movie and they end up being the breakout character, you know, just like instant famous people that do like one thing and then they're famous. They never like experienced the industry and whatnot. I feel like this prepares us for if we do blow up, it prepares us for that. Yeah. And also I will say um, <clears throat> the quicker you get famous like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm, you know, you done made it, you done blew up, whatever. The quicker you get famous, the the sooner you have to start maintaining it. Because nobody wants to just be the one hit or, the, you know, you know, the flop or whatever. So the quicker you get famous, now you have to really stay on it. Like, you can't, you, you can't let your, 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 your star dim. You have to take take the roles and then hope that the roles you're actually getting are you know actually going to do something but it's like it just starts it's like you you're jogging then you get famous now it's a sprint a full on sprint marathons it's a marathon mm-hmm. but you have to sprint to keep to keep your level That's up to where we're just doing a yeah. marathon but we're just jogging slow boogie, cruising, slow wa- boogie. walking at times slow boogie yeah so that's what I'm, like. I'm not in a rush to be famous I'm not in a rush to be rich yeah, me either because I know that when that when that button is pushed, I have to keep that up. Cause you know, the more money you get, the more fame you get, your 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 lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of goes back. I remember we had a conversation maybe like a month or two ago. It was about Kevin Hart again, and it was like, once you're that big, you're just a machine. Like at that point, you're just a machine that goes into a cycle. And you have to just keep going, and you can't turn off. And and that's why I, was, I that's why I think, um, that's why I think the reason why that they're doing it the way they're doing it is because they know that they're not going to be doing that forever. Mm-hmm. I so agree. it's like let's get as much as I, like, I know Kevin Hart for sure. Let's get as much as I can right now. Cause and he's getting it, yo. <laughs> he's getting it, yo. Like and I, you know. I think, like, this might be a bold prediction. I think Kevin Hart, if not the, but one of probably going to be one of the richest, like, comedians to ever live. And see, and I think that's where, and I agree, I think where a lot of people are missing the point is that Kevin is not just a comedian. He's not just an actor. He's not just a businessman. Like, when we're when Kevin Hart is seventy years old, he's gonna be mentioned with the names of Warren Beatty and fucking you know these moguls. Like that's what like like what he's doing right now. That's building a mogul. Like you're not just you're not just you know Sam Jackson for the longest highest paid actor. He's an actor. You know he does commercials every now and then, but he's he just acts. What Kevin and Dwayne and you know a uh, few other people are doing, like that's how you build moguls. And if you notice, all these people are friends. 
So when uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like I had this in my head, like when so you know when Kevin Hart started his tequila company, I'm pretty sure The Rock called him when he did his. I'm like, hey man, I just dropped my you know Terramana man, you know da da. Oh, you got tequila? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get a tequila. Like and. That's what like with your friends, I don't I don't like to do this um comparison thing. Like we're all equal, but mm-hmm. we're all different. Mm-hmm. So you should be get you, you should get inspired by somebody else who's doing somebody else. Like you doing this podcast shit, that inspires the fuck out of me. Now do I ever really just wanna do podcasts? I don't know. Who knows? But seeing you do that's like, okay, okay. And I think I forgot. Uh, I think Shaq talked about it one time in a um, interview he did, where he was saying like, and I don't necessarily agree with the the verbiage because I don't certain words I don't like. But he was like, I can be jealous of you and not hate on you. Basically saying like, I could want what you have, and that inspires me to go get it, versus, oh, you you sitting over there with your oh you got oh he got it made. Uh, no, why would I sit there and talk shit about what you're doing? I'm gonna just go get the shit too. Because mm-hmm. if if anything, your your friends or the people around you, if you take nothing else from it, it's like if they can do it, I can do it too. Now, you do it differently. You might not be able to do it the same, but I feel like your friends or whoever the people around you should be. I feel like you should draw that instead of just the the hate. You know, like, oh, man, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so doing good now. I mean, they ain't all that. I'm better than them. Well, what are you doing? Are you working as hard as they are? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah. So that's what, and it's like, talent is one thing. Work is work. That's what my thing is, you know, I don't get this. I haven't gotten this in a while, but last time I got this was, you know, like, and I understand it to, like, the outside people who don't live in Los Angeles they might think that we have it good because we live in Los Angeles and we have nice things, but it's like we have nice things because we live in Los Angeles and only because we live in Los Angeles. And so I remember I was at a bar. I was with like my three most best friends in the whole wide world. And I was, you know, that was my first time visiting home since COVID kind of got done and over with. So probably around like last year. Um, and I remember seeing them for the first time in like three years. Cause I hadn't seen them since I had moved out to LA too. And, um, we had run into this person that we went to high school with and he had made a comment cause I had, but I, it's just like, everything's cheaper in Oregon for us. You know, when you go to whatever state, everything <laughs> is cheaper for us. Okay. So what your I money, did, your money, all, this is all further. I did. And so I made a snooty comment. I bought all my friends a beer. That's all I did. And this guy's like, must be nice to pay for all your friends' drinks and have that Hollywood money. I was just like, looked at him. I'm like, you know how hard I work, bro. Like, and see, and see, this is this is. I feel like this is the perfect antidote for that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly just, why I just, brought it up. You just you just look at him and you just smile. It's true, because I a lot of people don't even know where most of my money comes from, and I like it that. That's good. So, you don't know what I've done to get this money, mm-hmm. which is, I'm not doing anything illegal. Yeah. I like to stay Can't on this. Can't say the same, but yeah. I like to stay, I like to stay on this side of the fence. <laughs> um, 
But you'll be like, oh man, you know, oh you got a nice car, you got a nice power, it must be nice, man. Oh, you living and I'm like, bro, like, I'm just doing the shit that I wanna do for myself. Like, you buying your friends a a round of beer to your actual friends. Thank you, bro. Exactly. I appreciate it. Thank you, bro. Like, so that's like when you get any and like I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I'm so like fed up with a lot of shit. Same. And it's like I was having a conversation with uh with Daniel the other day and I'm like, I'm really working on just not saying fuck you. Cause that's that's really all I have left. Like mm-hmm. me too. I, I I can't oh I, I, I can't keep me doing too. this shit. I can't I'm not about to keep doing this back and forth and and I always say like the the last thing I want around me and that's for friends, lovers, anything, acquaintances, work coworkers, colleagues, whatever. I never want somebody around me that hates the fact that I'm in that position. Because it, it like and envy envy comes from always comes from within. It's always because the person who doesn't know you they don't know you enough to really hate you. Like, they can say, you know, they'll be like, oh, man, fuck him, you know, whatever. But they don't know you. It hits different when it's somebody who's right next to you and has that same amount of hate for you. Or, or because they want your life. Or they feel like you got it all made. And it's like, yo, if I pull this curtain back and showed you what it really takes to be in this position that I'm in or wherever you think I am, you turn the other way. Yeah, that's... I couldn't even put into more words. Is like I'm, we I'm, work so hard, and it's not even like gloating our own boat, boats. We do. We work so hard to get the things we want. Like, and like I think I explained to a lot of people too. Like a lot of the stuff for my lifestyle comes from my wife too. You know what I mean? Like, I have another person I live with now, so like it's easier for me to get things. You know what I mean? And I know my wife works. I'm bagging on myself. My wife works 10 times harder than I do. She always will. She's an immigrant, man. She always will work harder than me. It's just, it's how it is. It's how it always will be. But no, be. that's, and that's, that's the, that, I will say that that's a good thing to have, especially when mm-hmm. it's somebody that loves you and you love them. Because, oh, yeah. Because I'm telling you, being out here and you dating and doing all this shit, there are people out here whose sole purpose in their life is to just get next to you and get your shit. So when you having some help, when both of y'all are equally grind, grinding. Having the right woman is like printing your own money, dude. Listen, if you ain't let, and I think I've, I'm starting to learn like, cause I'm one of those people like, I don't really necessarily I've gotten so used to just doing what I've been doing without support or like, mm-hmm. I don't need nobody clapping for me. Like I don't, I don't need the applause. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm doing it for. But I know having that support, having that person with you, come home to every day and you know, y'all both go knock out y'all day and come home. And it's like, you know, and you know that that person is, Grinding for y'all, not just mm-hmm. for themselves. Um, I say that's probably the one thing 
being in LA, like without having support, which I'm like, I don't, I spent my whole life not needing shit. So I'm, I'm 31 years old now. Like I don't, I don't need, I don't really need too much. I know what I do need, mm-hmm. but when you don't, when, when you grew up not having, it just sets you up for what you, you know, like. It's, it's hard to, I will admit though, it is very hard to get used to being with somebody that kind of has your back like that because I grew up kind of similar, not like in the same ways as yeah. you, but you know, I grew up, uh, you know, my, you mean like, like, you mean like it's hard to take it? Yeah. yeah like, yeah, 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 it's hard to take it. Yeah. Like, it's like. I grew up so independent because, like, my mom and was always gone with my brother because he was sick with cancer. So, like, from when I was, like, five to, I mean, now, like, I've had to, you know, I, I didn't have my siblings around that much. And so I did all things on myself. My mom wasn't around to help that much. So I do a lot of things myself. And so, you know, I've always, I think I've always had that support system because, of, you know, my heart condition and stuff like that. And so my family has always been extra cautious and loving with me. But... As I've gone with Sabrina, and I've been with some women that are the complete opposite of her. Complete opposite of her. When I got with Sabrina, I kept thinking it was like a joke. Like like a genuine joke. For like a good year you were, you were of being waiting with, for the rug to be pulled out. Yeah, for a good year of being with her, I thought it was a joke. Like I thought like, okay, this girl's gonna like get famous and then like just like laugh at, at me or some shit. And then like when I got to know her and like got to see the type of person she was i was like i was like you're like a unicorn dog yeah. like you don't and like i've seen i've seen y'all interact with each other mm-hmm. you know just like out you know whatever and i'm like she she give a fuck about him like yeah. and so like, oh she does and so that's oh, why yeah. i'm like that's that's the part i think about love where it's like when you know it and then somebody who's not involved can see it and be like, hey, you, you got a good one right there. Like, just, you know, it's just, that's when, I feel like that's when it's, it's just like, boom, like, you know, yeah. you got the, it's the synergy it's, there. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, love, love, love is a beautiful thing when done. Yeah. And I will admit, I do take advantage of it at times you know i mean who doesn't you know getting fights you know spending away from time from each other whatnot but i think in relationships that's still super healthy too because me and sabrina together we've been married for almost two years now and we're together for three so like well you know what they say in uh in hollywood that's like uh y'all creeping up on like 10 years yeah 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 (laughs) pretty much an old married couple already man no for real It, it has its moments but at the same time like you know, I, I like me and her discuss this, like we're very open with each other. So sometimes we'll even talk about like, oh, like, you know, it's weird how like, like we talk about like we understand like we're not cheaters. Like we aren't. We both are not cheaters. Like we're very loyal people. But we discuss like things like I understand why people cheat in L.A. Like if you're a cheater, like if you're, you know, you just have always been a cheater. This is like the city of temptation. Listen, if you. Can't keep it's why marriages don't last if here. you can't listen because this is this is where all of the the richest the beautiful the mm-hmm. you know the sexy this is this is where they all come to like plant their flag mm-hmm. so if 
you're here and you're with somebody and you're not focused on making that your priority, well, shit, you can walk out the house and, oh, man, oh, oh shit. Like, like you said, because the temptation is here. Like, mm-hmm. it's, there's... Now, if you're, like, in bumfuck Idaho somewhere, your woman is your woman. Your man is your man. Mm-hmm. Like, because it ain't that much to choose from. Exactly. You it, come out here, it's like... There's, like, you know, me and my wife talk about all the time, there's just 10 out of 10s every corner you go. Like, it's just it's just a constant... Just this is this is the city just full of attractive people, you know. It, you don't like walk down the street. It's very few often that you're like, man, that person does not look like everyone looks good. Like here, like it's weird. Everyone looks, looks attractive. Like, looks like they try. Looks like they. Tr- That's a good way to put it. They look like they try. They look like they put in the effort. And me and Sabrina, we've always been like. We, our, one of our biggest rules is like communication communication is key bro like in any relationship any friendship like you gotta communicate with your friends it's like you know and me and her communicate all the time because we're like we don't want temptation like that because it still exists like yeah if you're married and you're like oh i don't get tempted you're full of fucking shit like who i don't care and who that's you that's are, the thing it's like you're full of fucking as shit. long as y'all are in and i said i'm no Relationships are probably the uh, out of all the things I've done in my life that I've been good at or been successful at. Relationships have never been one. Um, I didn't think so. I was either, but I think it, it just matters well, on the right person. I say that because um, you know we we love based on how we were taught. Mm-hmm. So that was the first leg in my life was I was loving the way I saw people around me love. Don't work like that. You know, it's a new generation. So then it boiled down to um, well, what do I want? And I went through that leg. And now I'm at a point where it's like, do I, what do I need? And I'm like, so I start if I if I had a list of everything I need, I'm like, oh, I don't I don't need nobody else for that. I don't need nobody else for that. I don't need nobody else for that. And I'm kind of at a point now where I'm like, yo, like if, because I'm gonna tell you where I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna see if you can actually stand next to me. Like, you know, because I've done my fair share of dating out here, and not everybody can stand next to you. Like, it, you know. Hard. And it's like I don't I don't I don't believe in putting that pressure on somebody. It's just like, are you comfortable in this space? If you're not comfortable, if you can't handle this, because um, you know this is just this is just where I'm at right now. Just I'm just kind of at a point where I'm like, I'm good. Uh, there's this um, like since we're talking about love, uh, it's funny and I don't take it to heart. Well, I'll take it as literally as it sounds, but there's this um, Jay-Z verse that he had, and um, I think the song is called Monster. It's with him, Nicki. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he said, um, people always wonder what my Achilles heel is. And it's like, it's love. I don't get enough of it. All I get is these vampires and bloodsuckers. Mm-hmm. And that's... 
I'm trying not to adapt that mindset of it, of how I view things. But, like, that line sticks the fuck out to me because it's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, nobody's pouring in. Everybody's taking out. So I'm like, I ain't got time for that shit. No, I, I just don't. Like, I, you will see a whole different you – know, I've kind of gotten into this uh, this zen – Zen mode. It's good though. This, you know, I call myself Zen Daddy. Like Zen Daddy. Um, and it's like certain things will. I I try to control what I let take me out of my character, which is what you know, what you've seen. I don't think I've ever really. I ain't really showed my ass in front of you or most people, but there's a. When provoked, mm-hmm. I'm a whole nother person. I think that's all, I mean, you know, I'm sure you mean that with, like, an emphasis, but I'm sh- I think that's all of us, like, even me, like, Sabrina can't even tell, like, I can't even tell you the shit that woman goes through, like, because me, like, I might seem like a nice and calm and laid-back person, but deep down, I'm a psychopath, so, like, you're, like, maybe not a psychopath, but, like, you know, I, I have a temper, <laughs> I have a really bad temper and it can get, it can get the best of me for sure. But you know, I think that's why a big reason why me and Sabrina stay together too. is like, she just like, I'm, I think a lot of it has to do with the way she grew up too, but like she can just handle it. And she knows like, I'm never ever mad at her. I'm always mad at the situation. You know what I mean? She knows that. So she doesn't take it personal anymore. As to when we first started dating, she started taking it personal. Like, I was mad at her. I was like, no, like. Well, yeah, because I know it, it. Nobody likes to be attacked. Yeah, of course. So it's like, you know, and then anytime, and that's just human nature, when you're pushed into a corner, when, you know, not physically, but when you. Mentally. Well, yeah. it's just like, you know, when you feel like you're being backed into a corner. Suffocated. You have two options. Either you lay down or you fight back. Mm-hmm. Now, and, you know, some people's responses are different um so like nobody likes being attacked so but i feel like it takes that time that understanding the conversation to be like hey if i say this i'm not mm-hmm. attacking you or i'm not going to do something to you it's just like yo i'm just that's just how i express yeah um the, i said the fact that y'all can talk is the biggest thing like that's that is like our number one thing we do is talk because that's somebody who's been in and out of love since I've been like sixteen. You could talk damn to get through anything. Yeah, exactly. Every time that I feel like shit went south is when we stopped talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we just didn't want to hear the shit. I know I'm kind of big on I don't want to hear shit, uh, so I'm working on that. I will. I I took like a. I've always been big on communication. I had to teach Sabrina how to kind of properly communicate when we got together, which is fine. It's it's always a work in progress too. People like that's the thing that people like don't understand is like it takes a long time to like well, yeah, understand people, your partner. People think that um, that there's this stranger walking around that is going to fully understand you the moment that you meet them, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like that's that's that. Disney fairy tale bullshit because you're not going to meet somebody and they innately initially know how to mm-hmm. 
mesh with you. Like it doesn't it, it, like that takes time. Like yeah, the successful marriages that I've seen in my family, you know, they've been like my my grandparents, my great grandparents that raised me. They were in their late seventies, early eighties when they passed, and they had been together fifty, sixty years. That's work. Working. That's 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 like that's that, learning somebody. Um, you know, and I have other ones that you know anywhere from twenty to thirty. So it's like it's possible. And and I've, I've talked to any of anybody that's been married for a long time, and you ask them, it's like, yo, like that's that's my best friend. Like we talk. Like mm-hmm. that, it, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of how I was getting like with the temptation thing too. Like the temptation thing I was saying earlier was not that we get temptations. That's just like my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's some person I can confide in and be like, like me and Sabrina all the time. We hit like we'll be like, oh, that that girl looks like super attractive. Like maybe she's like a movie star. She should be a movie star, or she'll be like that dude looks like he goes to the fucking gym every day. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and we communicate like that, and like I think, I think once you like unlock communication with your significant other it unlocks a whole nother door to them because although this is the thing that people don't get like it takes years to do that stuff like it's not gonna happen in months either like when people are like a year together and they break up i'm like that's that's smart but maybe they just weren't well and you also have to think about you never really stop learning somebody mm-hmm. exactly because we're constantly changing we're constantly evolving as individuals so who you were five years ago and who you are today if you've been evolving you're not the same person so if you're with somebody there's a constant level mm-hmm. of i have to learn you're learning you're learning you're learning because you're not the same like you're like I don't think you'd want necessarily somebody to be the same, but I think the biggest thing I would take from what you said was, well, I'll say that I would add to it would be when you're consciously and subconsciously thinking about every action that you do and how, how it will affect your partner, I think that is what makes for longevity. Mm-hmm. It's like, I okay, I don't want to do this because I don't want them to feel this way I don't want them to have to go through this mm-hmm. so I feel like when you're constantly it's like yeah because the temptation gonna be right there like man I could I could take that I could we can go right now back of the car where you know wherever your thing is or whatever mm-hmm. like well we can sneak off and go do something but damn how would my girl feel about that exactly like, like it's a huge reason why I wouldn't say I'm flaky but a lot of reasons why I don't go out sometimes too is like I was like, one, I was like, well, for one, you ain't missing shit. Exactly. That's my big thing. When you get married, you realize how much you really don't bro, miss. Bro, I'm how listen, much you're actually I am getting. out here in these streets, and I'm telling you, you ain't missing a damn. That's what I tell Sabrina all the time. She's like, you don't want to go to this event? You don't want to go to this event? You don't want to go to this? I'm like, no, you I'm know, like, it's, it's, it's good to get out. Yeah it's, but yeah, it's good to get out, but it's like, it's the same people doing the same shit. It, it's like, there's, I like I've got to the point where I don't really care to go to bars and clubs anymore. Like, oh yeah, I could if care if, if we gonna sit around and drink, hey, come Hold by the, come by the crib, bring a bottle, we'll cook. You know, I'm, I'm I don't know, maybe I'm getting older, so it's like I don't really have the energy to be out because I could be out, and if the music ain't right, peace, I'm ready to fuck up. Yeah, like, oh same same. Like 
My birthday, dude. My birthday. <laughs> no, I think collectively, my, my birthday, collectively, collectively that night, we were all like, yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I looked at Devontae, and Devontae, like, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, I was looking at you guys. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I need to go. No, no, but like, the thing is, I was like, it was. I feel you, though. I feel you, though. Like, that, I was using that as a reason. It was, like, the music and the mood just weren't right for me at all. So, like, I was instantly ready to go. And I'm the same way with clubs and bars. Well, and I, and I think, you know, I would, say, I would say for me, when we were out, um, and this is what I try to keep in mind whenever I'm out, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not my birthday or it's not my, my day mm-hmm. or event or whatever, it's not about me. So... When, when the moment you would have been like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. We're there for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't have to feel bad about, oh man, they're in here and they're not having a good time. Like, bro, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I look at it. Like, I try to take myself out of. I take my, I take my personal feelings out of shit just because I'm like, half the time it's not about me. And uh, there's this uh, Gary V quote. He's like. Ninety nine percent of the things around you don't matter. Yeah. So I'm like, that's my. Do thing. I care for the people in here? Do I care for the music? Yeah. No, it's not. But it's it's not about that. We came out to celebrate you for your birthday. That's what matters. That one yeah. percent will be it'll be being your birthday. Mm-hmm. That was that's that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But yeah, you're not missing shit. Like, yeah. LA is gonna be LA. It's been LA. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I always, I always view it now. I think it was Sam L. Jackson too, and he's always just like, "When it's your time, it's your time." And I, I, I just approach things like that too. I was like, if I was meant to go to this event, something in my mind would be urging me to go, you know, or well, something. It would have, it would have just aligned better. Aligned. It would have flowed better. Yeah. It wouldn't have been such a headache, you know. Like sometimes I try to go to events, and it's such a headache to go. Because I have to cancel this, or I have to move things around because Sabrina's taking the car, mm-hmm. or this and that, you know? If it flows together, I always go. But, you know, I know I'm not missing something because after I got married, like, I realized my whole, like, view on family completely changed. Especially when I went to Brazil, too. Mm. It even changed even more. And, like... You look like you had a great time. Yeah, I had a great time. I... I learned what family, like, you know, I love my family. I love them to death. But my family isn't close. Like, you know, like, uh, families of, like, but immigrants. It's, it's, I feel like shit. that's the the beautiful part about, one, traveling, and then, two, you know, you know, by her family being out there, um, you get to see families are families. Mm-hmm. Families, in their essence, are all the same. But things are different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you get to see how, like, because there's, there's, like, two sides to my family. Like, my dad's side my mom's side. Mm-hmm. My dad's side is a lot more loving. Mm-hmm. Now, they're, they're, they're hard. They're, they're not, you know, they're not the type of, oh, come give me a hug. I'm proud of you. Not that type of love. Mm-hmm. But it's more of whenever y'all around, it's like, hey, you hungry? You good? You need me? Like, it's like, this is a different type of love. Now, if I go to my mom's side, it's a different type of love over there. But it's mm-hmm. like when you get to see love in different forms from families, it's like that's, that's a beautiful thing. It's like so and the fact that they welcomed you, you know, and I feel like a, a, the sign of a good family is 
yeah, that's my baby. Mm-hmm. And how you, like, I don't care, you know, I don't have to like you. As long as you take care of my baby, then we're good. Yeah. And I feel like that's the core. And then if they actually like you. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> they love me, too. They love me, too. They, they absolutely love me. It was such a fantastic time. Um, but, you know, I think that's a great, you know, high note to go off to is, you know, families just love and. Life is beautiful. Like, you know what you're saying? You're not missing out on much. Yeah, and no. as I've gotten older and I've gotten married and stuff, I've realized how, like, beautiful family and life. And really we're about is. to we're about to go into some new spaces. Yep, new chapters in our lives. And so this, just think about it like this. The spaces that we're about to go into are going to be the, the spaces that define us. We're not weird that we're supposed to be. Mm. Like, like the places that we get invited and the things that we're getting to do and all this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to enjoy it because it's like, yeah, this is part of what mm-hmm. I'm doing, you know? So new chapter, you know, I'm, I'm glad we got to, you know, we, we did the first episode mm-hmm. beginning now of the year this one. and this is close out the year. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we're both in good, good graces, good spaces Me and too. more power on. Yeah.